Hey, good morning, Hope Church. I love you guys, and I cannot wait to see you soon. If you're visiting for the very first time, we'd love for you to go over to our website, go to hopewintergarden.com, click on I'm new here, fill out a connect card, because we would love to be able to connect with you. If you are a Hope Church friend or family, I want to give you a Hope high five from wherever you're watching. If no one around is watching with you, maybe you want to give yourself a Hope uh, high five just to yourself. Just give it to yourself or find someone just to let them know you love somebody. Just tell someone in your house, hey, I love you and I am glad that you are in the house with us today. Hey, I'm glad you're watching today. Dad, I know you're watching because you're one of my biggest fans. Happy Father's Day. Uh, I, I know that this week will be a week where you will have lots of love because you got six kids. You know what I'm saying? So we're all going to send you some love and hope you get some gifts. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Um, I, I grew up with one of those dads. I don't know what your dad was like, but my dad used to say to me, I brought you in this world and I will take you out of this world. And so I want to thank my dad for never killing me. He always threatened to take me out of this world, but he never took me out. I'm still here, dad. And I'm thankful for you. I was telling Chase this week, I am so thankful for my mom and my dad. One of the greatest lessons I learned from my dad and my mom was this, do the best you can. Do the best you can. In this season, and really most of my life, I really have been the kind of person that just tries to do the best, do the best that I can. I can only do the best that I can do. You can do the best that you can do. Um, but I wanna encourage you wherever you're watching that today, do the best you can. To all the dads out there, Happy Father's Day to you. Hey, uh, we are going to be in person really soon, so make sure you look at all of our social media channels. We do not want you to miss when we come back to the building. Hey, we've been in a series called New Normal, and uh, we are really glad that you have been watching with us. We have been in two weeks of our series, New Normal. Today is week three. I'm going to catch you up really quick. In Luke chapter 10, verse 27, the Bible says this. The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. That is known as the great commandment in the Bible. You're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And you're supposed to love people the way that you love yourself. So I want to catch you up. These will be on the screen for you if you haven't been watching over the last few weeks. Week one, we addressed the question was this, how do you see others? And our new normal now is to see everyone as equal. Jesus teaches us in this passage of scripture in Luke chapter 10, we should see everyone as equal. God made all of us. We were made in his image. You and I should see everyone as equal. The second question we asked ourselves in week two was this, how do you see yourself? And our new normal after last week was our new normal is to see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us. Our new normal is to see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us. The Bible tells us that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We learned last week that we are heirs to the kingdom of God. We are sons, we are daughters, we're called, we're chosen. I mean, we are God's people. And so we got to see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. But I want to ask you a question today that I'll be on the screen for you that I want to answer today, and it's this. How do you see Jesus? How do you see Jesus? Because this is a game changer. How you see Jesus, it matters. How you see Jesus, it matters. It, one of the reasons why it matters is because when, when, if you see Jesus correctly, you'll be able to help your kids see Jesus correctly, or you'll be able to help your friends 
that you work with or you're, that maybe if you're watching one of our high school students or middle school students, if you see Jesus the right way, you're going to help other people see Jesus the right way. Can I let you know something today? People all around you are looking for Jesus. Like you have the keys to connecting people from where they are to where God wants them to be by answering the question, how in the world do you see Jesus? So that's the question we're going to ask today. And we're going to look at the, our time together at the very end. We're going to give us a new normal on how to see Jesus. I want to look at a pastor's scripture today that is that maybe you've seen before, maybe you haven't seen before. But if you have a Bible, flip open to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. This is known as the Sermon on the Mount. There's a huge crowd gathered and Jesus starts bringing the word. I mean, he is just lighting up. He's teaching the guys. There's these things called the Beatitudes where he's saying, God blesses this person, God blesses this person, God blesses this person. Jesus talks about salt and light. He calls you and I salt and light. He talks about the law and grace. He talks about anger. He's teaching on idolatry. He's teaching about divorce. He's teaching about vows and about revenge. I mean, G Jesus is giving them like the best sermon ever. And really, we could call it the best sermon ever. I mean, Jesus is giving these guys all kinds of wisdom that they need to apply to their life as followers of Jesus. And then we get to chapter 6. And he's teaching them about, the, about giving to the need, like serving people and helping people. And, and one of the things that we committed to over the season is I told you guys, I really wanted us to purchase and give away over 20,000 meals in this COVID season. And today we will be able to accomplish that goal of feeding and purchasing over 20,000 meals. So give yourself a high five wherever you're watching from. If it's Facebook, light this thing up. We did it. We made our goal 20,000 meals distributed right here in our community through our partnership with Second Harvest Food Bank. We, Jesus teaches us, Jesus tells us to do that. He says, take care of people, help them out, take care of the people that are in need. And, and he teaches that. And then he starts teaching the guys how to pray. Now, I, I, I've tried to teach some of you guys how to pray. We use the soap, um, scripture, observation, application prayer like we walk through the bible and then we begin to pray and i've tried to teach you how to pray and how to talk to god but could you imagine what it would be like to learn how to pray from jesus like what an incredible i mean he says all right guys i want you guys to circle up and in verse verse uh, verse five he tells them hey guys when you pray don't be like the hypocrites when you pray don't be like the people who are faking it I had lunch with a friend this week and he said man i really dislike hypocritical people. You know, for a lot of my life, I've lived like that. I lived a one way, you know, I grew up in a home. My dad would say, I had a school life, I had a church life, and I had a, I had a home life. A home life, a school life, and church life. And I, my dad was telling me, hey, Wes, live one life. And Jesus tells the guys, hey guys, when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. Publicly on the street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward that they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself and shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. I love verse six because verse six, he starts saying, hey, when you pray, your father is going to take care of you. I want you to note the word father. If you're, if you're, if you're following along in a Bible, I man, would you circle the word father? In this verse right here, the word father is, is mentioned two times. Verse seven, he says this, when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words 
again and again. When you pray, get to the point. Like, talk to God. Tell Him what you need. T- share your heart with Him. Don't just be rambling on. I'll tell you a funny story. I- I'm thankful for Father's Day, but I'm, I'm thankful for my grandpa. My grandpa, I-, I learned how to pray for my grandpa. My grandpa, man, I remember for Thanksgiving dinners, he would pray for what felt like 30 minutes. I thought to myself, I can't wait to be able to pray for 30 minutes. I want to encourage you today. It isn't about how long you pray. It's about how much you pray. The Bible says in the the New Testament to pray without season. We should always be talking to God. And so he tells the guys, hey guys, make sure when you pray, you're not just rambling on and on and on and on. Verse eight, don't be like those people for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. In verse 9, he says, pray like this. Again, in verse 8, circle the word father, but in verse 9, he's going to use the word father again. Verse 9 says this, our father, which art in heaven. And again, he's saying father. I mean, he mentions the word father. And I, want, I want to get that word in your head, father, father, over and over again. I love this because he says our father, your father, my father. If you call yourself a son or daughter of, of God, or you're a child of God, then God's your father. And I don't care how great your father was on earth, but there's no father like your heavenly father. He goes, our father who lives in heaven. Jesus is telling the guys, hey guys, when you pray, start off with, make it personal. Say, it's my father. It's, it's your father. It's, it's our father. He lives in heaven. He says, may your name be kept holy. Like God's name in the, in the King James version of the Bible, it's the word hallowed. Or it's, man, how holy is God's name? You know, Jesus, we've seen those t-shirts that says, Jesus is my homeboy. You know, Jesus is your father. Like he's a heavenly father who lives in heaven, his name should be holy. May your kingdom come soon. I don't know about you guys, but we're living in a day and age where I would be thankful for God to bring his kingdom down to earth soon. May your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Like we should be getting ready on earth and living like on earth, like we're gonna live when we get to heaven. Like we gotta we. Our last home is in, in heaven. Like we, God's got a home prepared for us in heaven. We got to be kingdom minded. We cannot be earthly minded. We cannot be stuck on, on making sure that the government takes care of us or that we take care of ourselves. Like we got to know that God is in heaven. He takes care of us. He owns everything. We got to be kingdom. We got to be kingdom minded. We got to do his will on this earth as we're going to do it when we get to heaven. And he says here in verse 11, give us today the, the food that we need. Man, you have a father that who wants to feed you. Like I'm all for getting help wherever you can. I'm glad we're feeding people, but God gives us some nourishment that the world cannot offer. Verse 12, and forgive us of our sins. There's only, only, only your father can forgive you of your sins. You, you, there, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of different world religions that are saying, if you do this, you do this, you do this. There's only one way for your sins to be forgiven, and that's through Jesus Christ, our father. He says, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. I mean, if you've been forgiven, you better be really good at forgiving people. Like Christians that are watching today, you, we, we, we should have a PhD in forgiveness. Like our whole, our, our whole relationship with Jesus Christ is centered around a forgiveness that he gave to us on the cross. Christians, we got to be better at forgiving. You got to be for better at forgiving. The message is not on forgiveness today, but there's someone out there that you need to forgive. You need to forgive somebody. I need to forgive the people that have that have sinned against me. You need to forgive the people that have sinned against you. You don't if you don't forgive the people, then you grow bitter. I love what my father-in-law says. He says bitterness is like is like you drinking poison and wishing the other person would die. 
Or it's like me drinking poison, but wishing my enemy would die. It doesn't work that way. You end up dying. You got to be better at forgiving people. Your new normal needs to be, you're a forgiver. I'm going to forgive, forgive everybody the way Christ forgave me. Verse 13, he says this, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil woman. There's an enemy out there trying to tear your life apart. Second Peter tells us that the enemy is a roaring lion seeking whom he may tear apart or devour or pick off. The enemy wants to pick you off, friend. Wherever you're watching at today. I was listening to Diana talk to some of our team tonight and we had, we had some time with our team this week and just spending time with them. And, and we, were, we, we, we established our team. We, we told our team and just speaking into their lives that, man, we, there's one enemy out there and it's the devil. You're not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. Your boss is not your enemy. The per, you, you know, your relationships, past relationships, current relationships, they're not your enemy. There's only one enemy and it's the devil and he wants to destroy your life. Verse 14 says, hey, here's some good news. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly, note the word, Father will forgive you. The, the word Father, again, five or six times, is, hey, if you will do the right thing, your Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Like, man, forgiveness is a big deal to God. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. Verse 17, but when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Like, hey, don't look all pitiful. Man, we're not fasting anymore. We, were, we start the year off every year with 21 days of fasting. Like, man, don't look around saying, oh, look at me, I'm fasting. <clears throat> Look how, look how bad I am or look how, I mean, I'm looking hungry. He's like, man, make yourself look good. Like, hey, this is between me and you, between, between God and, and you. Like, hey, don't look so stinking miserable. Some of you guys look miserable when you're not fasting. You need to put a smile on your face. And Pete, you should look different. You should act different. If you have the grace of God in your life, your life should look different. <clears throat> the world is watching you so that you look different. Verse 18. Then no one will notice that you're fasting except your, what's the word there again? <clears throat> Say it with me. Your father, your father who knows what you do in private and your father, circle that word father, who sees everything will reward you. I love this passage of scripture because you and I are both thinking, man, these guys are going to learn how to pray from Jesus. And Jesus <clears throat> introduces this word to the guys and it's the word father. Like he's like, guys, your father, your father, your father, your father, your father. Like, man, seven, eight, nine, ten times, your father, your father. Let's forgive people because your father will forgive you and <clears throat> your father's name is holy. Like, man, father is such a big deal. And so my question I asked earlier today was, how do you see Jesus? I want to give you two ways to see Jesus. And, and here's the first one. Jesus is our perfect father. Jesus is your perfect father. Father, here's some really, really good news I wrote down in my notes today. Because God's perfect, I don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Some of you guys, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. But before our time is up today, you're going to have an opportunity to trust Christ as your Savior. Here's the good news. You don't have to be a perfect person for Jesus to save you. Jesus is saving you because you're not perfect. We have a Father who is perfect. Jesus is our perfect Father, did you know this? 
Jesus has never missed your birthday. He's a father that knows everything about you. God knows, God, your father, he knows your earthly birthday and he knows your spiritual birthday. I believe some of you guys today, I want to speak this into the camera today. Some of you guys are going to give your life to Christ today and you're going to get a new birthday. It's called a spiritual birthday. And that's when Jesus comes to your life and he changes everything. Jesus is our perfect father. Here's the second thing. Not only is he a perfect father, but Jesus is our loving father. God loves you. Jesus loves you so much. He tells us in this passage of scripture, hey guys, when you come to the father, I'm going to make sure all your needs are met. The reason why Jesus meets our needs is because he loves us. I love my kids. My kids walked in today. I said, hey man, I love you guys. The kids walked, I didn't see our kids. They all woke up this morning. I took them to be with their grandma for, for, for a couple hours. And, and when they came home, Daddy goes, I missed you guys. Man, I love you guys. And just like we love our kids, God loves us. Jesus is a loving, perfect, incredible father. I love what 1 John chapter 4 says. It says this in verse 9. God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life with him. Jesus loved you so much that God sent Jesus to earth so that you can have a relationship with him so that he can spend forever with you. Like he loves you so much that God wants to spend with forever with you. That is so encouraging to me. What a perfect and loving father. And the Bible tells in verse 10, that's real love. Like if you want to know what real love is, real love is when you give your life up for somebody. I wrote down in my notes today, God is love, but he also does love like it's what he is and it's what he does there's nothing that you can do or that i can do that will make god love us more or love us less i want to encourage you today don't allow your lack of love in your past to limit the love of a heavenly father the love that god wants to give you that god wants to give you today you know i grew up in a home where my dad would spank me and when my dad would spank me he would say this this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you and i thought to myself this is not, this, this was miserable. I did not like getting punished. But I would feel like, man, my dad doesn't love me because he's spanking me. But my dad did love me. And I want to encourage you today. Man, you've gone through some things. You've done some things. And maybe you haven't felt like you've been loved in the past. But let's let today be the day where you receive the love of the Father. God loves you. He's a loving Father. It's who He is. And it's what He does. I wrote down in my notes. I saw this quote this week. And it really kind of stuck out to me. It was this. When an enemy attacks... A wise sheep does not try to fight back. They run to their master. And I want to encourage you today, we're in a season of life where maybe you feel like you're, you should be running away, but God loves you. He, he wants you to run to him. I want to encourage you, let's run back to the father. You have a father that loves you and that cares about you. Let's run back to Jesus. Let's run to our father. So our new normal this week on week three is this. Our new normal is to see Jesus as our Father. Our new normal is to see Jesus as our Father. Now you might be watching today and you may be saying, man, I just, I'd love to see Jesus as my Father. I'd love to, to know that God could be my Father. And the way that you do that is by asking Jesus to be your Savior. In just a moment, I wanna give you an opportunity to trust Christ as your Savior for you to have a new, a new Father, a, a heavenly Father, a perfect Father, and a loving Father. There's some of you guys in here today are watching, you, you've already trusted Christ as your savior. You, you know that he's loving and you know that he's perfect, but you just haven't been looking at him as a father. Can I encourage you today? Let's start seeing Christ 
as our Father. Let's go to Him today and say, God, I've, I, you, I am your child. I'm a son and I'm a daughter. And, and I see you now as a, as a perfect and a loving Father. And, and I want to be a better son or I want to be a better daughter. But some of you are watching and you don't have, you want a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't have that yet. You, you love, you would love to have a father who was perfect. You would love to have a father who is loving and you can have that today and his name is Jesus. And so if you're here today and you've been watching over the gazillions of weeks that we've been on this season where we've been on TV and on computer screens and on phones, we've given people every single week an opportunity to trust Christ as their Savior. We're gonna give you an opportunity to commit your life to Jesus. And every week we tell you it's the simplest ABC. It was, it's simple for you and I to trust Christ as our Savior. It was difficult for Jesus. Here's what you have to do, letter A. You have to admit that you're a sinner. All of us are sinners. Every, every You watching, myself, everyone in my house as I'm preaching this message to you today, we have to admit that we're sinners. Romans chapter three, verse 23 tells us, everyone is a sinner. Letter B, we have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. You have to believe that today. Jesus came and died on the cross for your sins and, and my sins. I was having coffee with a friend of mine this week and I said, hey, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again three days later and he did that for all of our sins? He goes, yeah, I believe that. You have to believe that. I have to believe that. The only way to become a Christian is to believe that Jesus paid for your sins on the cross. You have to believe that. And then letter C, you have to commit your life to Jesus. It's your time, my friend. You've been watching us and you've been listening today and it is your moment. Right now is your moment is to commit. It's time for you to commit your life to Jesus. This is your moment. This, this moment right now was made for you. So I don't want to give you an opportunity wherever you're watching to commit your life to Jesus. Would you bow your head and close your eyes and pray this prayer with me from wherever it is that you're watching? Dear Jesus, I admit that I've done wrong. I, I've done things I shouldn't have done, said things I shouldn't have said. But today, Jesus, I'm believing that you died on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me of all my wrong that I've done. Today, Jesus, I'm committing my life to you. Please lead me, please guide me, change my life forever. I want you as my father. And this is my favorite part of the prayer where you say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And then would you just say this with me? Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, I am so excited for you. Now you have a perfect and a loving father. Now your new normal can be to see Jesus as your father. If you prayed that prayer today and you committed your life to Jesus, we want to invite you over to our website. Would you go to hopewintergarden.com and would you click on Know God? And there's more information there and our email address is at the bottom. We'd love for you to reach out to us. Would you send us an email or message us on Facebook or Instagram and say, today I committed my life to Jesus and it is the greatest decision you'll ever make and we want to be able to celebrate that with you. Hey friend, if you, if you call Jesus your savior, hey, let's embrace him as a father also. Let's let our new normal be that Jesus is our father and that he loves us and that he's perfect and he's perfect in all of his ways. Let's embrace, let's let our new normal be that Jesus is our father. Hey, I can't wait to see you guys soon. Love you. Peace.
Hey, thanks for joining us online today. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have any questions about anything going on, please feel free to email us at info at hopewintergarden.com or DM us on any of our social media platforms. If you would like to give today, you can give at hopewintergarden.com or you can actually text an amount to 84321. Your generosity is making a difference. We believe the best is yet to come. We hope you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Have a great week.